0: Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance for the next 15 minutes. I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right. All right. All right. Happy Monday to all of you out there. We have some interesting things in the news this week. Uh, A lot is going on, some earnings reports. uh, But as you guys know, we must have the, uh, the term of the day here. So let's start with the term of the day before we get into the news and I'm going to read just the generic version of this term, and then I'm going to give you just a quick, uh, a James version of it, but buy the dips is the term, okay? So buy the dips means purchasing an asset after it has dropped in price. The belief here is that the new lower price represents a bargain as the dip is only a short-term blip, and the asset with time is likely to bounce back and increase in value. Okay, first off, that's a great definition, but it also isn't, layman's terms. So let me explain it. And we use the stock market here when we say asset, right? So uh, if a stock is the highest it's ever been, the history is a hundred dollars. Okay. And it goes down to 70. Some would say that that asset is on sale. Okay. It's 30% off, right? $30, uh, the difference between 70 and 30 or 70 and hundred, excuse me. So that would be on sale. And guys, look, let me tell you this which I say almost every single episode that I do this. If you have a 10-year time horizon, you shouldn't even worry about the ups and downs of the market. Assuming all things equal, you know, obviously if you have a cash problem, you need cash immediately, you should probably not be investing in the first place. But as far as growth goes, I can't tell you what the S&P or the stock market's going to be at 30 years from now, but I can tell you it's going to be higher. Okay? I can tell you it will be higher. So, if you can buy now, You're buying it cheaper than you will 30 years because it will be at a higher price, okay? So Warren Buffett always says, buy the dips. I'm buying the dips. That's my advice to you guys, especially if you have a 10-year time horizon. And you don't need to get fancy with it. Just get the S&P 500 or pick 10 stocks that you really, really like, okay? Typically, that will work out for you. Uh, So buy the dips, something's on sale. Buy things when the stock market is down, which for the last year and a half, it has been. Uh, And we've been seeing a lot of price volatility, which is... Presented quite a few opportunities for people. Uh, Okay, well, speaking of the S and P, what is it sitting at right now? Uh, The S and P is pretty much flat from Friday. It is at four thousand one hundred and forty-five, and the Dow Jones is at thirty-two thousand eight hundred and three. So we are about what was the high? I think it was like forty-eight hundred. Let me see. No, it looks like it was just under forty-six hundred. So. If we can get back to, um, oh, it was at at 48. Okay, 48.15 is what it looks like, was the highest. I can't even get it there on my uh, phone graph for some reason because it's such a small moment in time. Okay, uh, why are we we looking at what the high was? Because we want to get back to all-time highs. So we are about maybe 20, 10% away from being all-time highs, 15, 20%. So still a good time to buy, uh, especially if your time horizon is 10 years or longer. Okay, so what is happening in the news today, guys? U.S. stock futures are on the rise following three straight weeks of gains for the S&P 500 ahead of fresh inflation data due this week and another busy week of earnings. Companies reported earnings today include AIG, Barrick Gold, Take-Two Interactive Software, Tyson Foods, and many, many others. Later this week, investors will get results from Coinbase, Ralph Lauren, Rivian, and Walt Disney. Last week, the S&P 500 ended lower after a stronger-than-expected jobs report raised expectations of aggressive interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve. Tech stocks, which become less attractive as rates rise, tumbled. Shares of Facebook parent meta platforms, META is the ticker for that, lost 2% and Amazon shares declined 1.2%. The S&P 500 fell 0.2%, the NASDAQ slid 0.5%, and the Dow rose 0.2%. However, the S&P rose 0.4% for the week while the NASDAQ gained 2.2% and the Dow lost 0.1%. Okay, just to reiterate so we can go back uh, many episodes prior, S&P 500, 500 largest companies, The NASDAQ, that is technology stocks. I can't remember how many are in the NASDAQ, but just think technology sector. And the Dow, 30 largest companies. So the Dow and the S&P are typically interchangeable for the term the market. So if someone says the market, they typically mean either the Dow or the S&P. Uh, Treasury yields rose, with the ten-year Treasury note yield at two point eight percent. The two-year note is now the two-year note now yields three point two percent, resulting in an inverted yield curve, often considered a predictor of recession. We've said that now for the last three four years, uh, but we are in a recession. We already know that, even though the news wants to tell us differently, and so does Wikipedia. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about that. Did you guys hear about that? That the Wikipedia page has been, they changed the definition in like the last month 40 times. So they have been, I don't know who they is. I would like to assume it's the people, it's the government. Uh, But I can tell you that this, you know, this current uh, president cabinet, they are very eager to say there isn't a recession. Um, And then Wikipedia changes it 40 times. So I don't care your political affiliation. That's just where I saw it first. Our leaders are saying no, no. Uh, no no recession. And then Wikipedia says no recession. It's a recession. Okay. They're, uh, they're changing the definition on us. But anybody who's been to economics, the one thing you remember is what a recession is. And it's two, uh, two quarters of negative GDP growth in a row. And for a market, it's usually just two, two quarters of negative return for a basic explanation. Um, okay. So let's see. Where are we at? Oil prices were slightly lower amid concerns that a global economic slowdown will hurt demand for fuel. Light sweet crude is now just above 88 a barrel. Man, I remember about a month ago, I think it was at 108 a barrel. So still not good. Still not where we want it, but it is slowly coming down. Uh, European stocks climbed with the European stock 600 up 0.5 and Asia tech stocks dragged uh, the Shanghai composite rose 0.3 in Japan. And let's see, cryptocurrency prices are starting the week higher. The price of Bitcoin is up nearly four percent at twenty-four thousand, and the price of Ethereum is up three point five at one point or at one thousand seven hundred and seventy. Uh, so that's some good news, at least semi-good news, right? Uh, let's look at some of the headlines, guys. We have a bunch of headlines that I want to cover. Okay, first we have UPS announced it is buying Italian healthcare logistics provider. Bomi Group. The deal which could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars would help bolster UPS's medical product distribution business. So I don't think you, I i didn't know this. So this is why I wanted to share it. But UPS, the way you ship medical equipment is different than you would ship anything else. And I guess that makes sense, but it just never crossed my mind. So the fact that UPS is trying to expand that, I thought that was interesting, uh, especially if it's going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars. And if anybody, anybody here has ever used, uh, USPS or, um, what's the other one? It starts with X. Um, oh man, I'm having a brain freeze. Uh, either way, UPS is the best one. In my opinion, I've had the least issues with UPS. Uh, okay, let's see. What is next? Shares of Signify Health, SGFY is the ticker, are up 16% in pre-market trading on reports that CVS Health plans to bid for Signify. Signify, which has a market value of about $4.7 provides home health services and has been exploring strategic alternatives, including the possible sale of the company. That's a really big deal for CVS. Uh, hope that goes through. I think CVS is a pretty solid company. Okay, SoftBank reported that uh, they had a second quarter loss of $23 billion. Uh, the Japanese technology investor was hurt by losses at DoorDash and Uber. That's a lot of money for SoftBank to uh, to lose. But basically SoftBank is just an investment firm. So think like uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, which we're going to be talking about them in a second here too, they've had a they had a bad quarter as well. Uh, Sony Film Bullet Train topped the box office weekend with 30.1 million in ticket sales, and then worldwide, I think it was like 62.5 million. Pfizer will reportedly buy drug maker Global Blood Therapeutics for about five billion. The deal would give Pfizer a foothold in the treatment of sickle cell disease. So, we've had three healthcare uh, headlines essentially, and I want to clarify something that was intentional by me. We have a massive misunderstanding or confusion or ignorance, however you want to say it, of how much pharmaceutical companies make. Think about this. Three companies are just throwing around hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. They're just throwing them around. I can't wrap my head around that. And it obviously comes from the fact that pharmaceuticals here in the country are 10x what they are in other countries. And that's why they're able to do this. Is it immoral? Extremely. Part of the reason why I don't really invest in pharmaceuticals, I could see myself doing it for the right reason, but as far as growth companies go, uh, the morality of it is hard for me. It's extremely hard for me to justify it. Uh, But they're making money, guys. They have an insane amount of money. So is it a safer play? Is that a utility company? Some might say pharmaceuticals are utilities. I would argue it is just by base of function. So that's something to keep and look at if you guys are uh, interested in a utility uh, sector investing. Okay, here is the big news of the day. Uh, let's take a look at it. Where are my notes here? Okay, $44 billion is the big number. Shares of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway slipped about 1% after the insurance and investment giant released its latest results. Berkshire reported a $44 billion, billion with a B, loss in the second quarter as the paper value of its investments sank. Berkshire said that a largely unrealized $53 billion decline in the value of its investment was behind the loss. A year ago, Berkshire profited, uh, posted a profit of $28 billion. Shares of Berkshire's three biggest holdings, Apple, American Express, and Bank of America, fell significantly during the second quarter. Those stocks have, however, rebounded during the current quarter. Berkshire's operated earnings... Uh, which largely include or which largely exclude the volatile investment gains and losses were up significantly to 9.28 billion compared to last year's operating profits of 6.7 billion. And we're above the estimates from four analysts surveyed by Fact Sheet. Uh, these businesses include railroads, utilities, energy and its insurance underwriting operations. Berkshire did spend 1 billion buying back its own shares in the quarter, but the pace of those buybacks has slowed as it ramped up investments. In its stock like Occidental Petroleum which is now has a 19 which it now has a 19% stake in. Berkshire Hathaway shares are just down 3% for the year. okay where's my phone so I can tell you why this is important uh, here it is let me see. okay so while I'm searching this up guys, Berkshire Hathaway they are a renowned investor in the uh, in the market space and so whatever they do, whatever direction they go, Think about trillions, not billions, trillions of dollars follow their behavior. So if I type in Berkshire into the app, where is the stock price? Come on. Berkshire Hathaway. I want A shares. I want A shares. Here we go. Just the ticker. The ticker. Okay, $433,500. That's not their high either. In earlier this year, they were at about almost five hundred thousand dollars per share, four hundred eighty-six thousand five hundred. So there are plenty of other indexes that follow. Like there's a there's a Berkshire Hathaway B share which is at about two hundred ninety-six dollars. A A share which is at mm, no, that's the same one. But yeah, there's a bunch of indexes that track this. So yeah, the A share is at four hundred forty-six thousand four hundred ninety-three. That is insane to me. But the reason that is is because uh, Warren doesn't want to split the stock. So Warren is a firm believer in not splitting the stock, keeping it to be a uh, very, what's the word? Like that is considered, to own a, a piece of Berkshire Hathaway is like a renowned, you're a part of a very elite group, obviously, because you can't pay $433,000. Four hundred thirty-three thousand. A lot of us can't pay four hundred thirty-three thousand dollars for one share. So being a part of that is an elite group. But while he is losing money and in the investment choices he makes, people live and die by his decisions by what Berkshire Hathaway does. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up is because he is getting older, and Berkshire Hathaway is going to have a change of leadership and investment executives, and we're going to see what that does to people's sentiment. If Berkshire Hathaway said they were taking all their money out of the stock market, it would only, it would affect the stock market insanely. It would be an, a very dramatic effect. So it's important to see what they do with their money. And as you guys can see, their three biggest holdings are Apple, American Express, and Bank of America. So what is that? That's basically one tech and two financials. And you could argue American Express is a tech company as well just because they're so technology-driven with their credit card systems and processings. Um but that's something to take into consideration right now. How are you invested? A lot of people follow Ber- Berkshire Hathaway's investment philosophy. So I thought it was interesting that they had lost $44 billion. Um, overall, even though I am certain by the end of the year, they will be positive. They typically are. Um, but yeah, that's it for today, guys. Please, please let me know if you guys have any questions or reach out to me. Uh, website is 77 financialgroupcom Uh, email is James at 77 financial com. Uh, other than that, Invest early, invest often. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.